Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. Yes, good peoples, we are back. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailer for How It Ends, a few things that we've been watching, and interestingly, strange season one of Loki. JV, how was your break, man? How was your July break? Yeah, that was a, it was a long one. Longest break I've ever had on a job. <laughs> that. Like, we gave each other, what, three weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what to do myself. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So let's talk what we've been, been watching lately, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, what have you been watching that you want to talk about? Well, obviously, I've been watching Loki. That's really the only newest show i've been watching what about any like movies or anything well we saw black widow fire f9 i saw watch space jam that just dropped Ooh, how was space jam there was a interesting parts of the movie i mean it wasn't it wasn't like a really heavily remade from the original space jam yeah the way they put it together was a lot different i felt like okay uh now i think that being said, if it wasn't for uh, Don Cheadle being in the movie, okay, I, I don't know how it went. I think he was the all star of the whole thing. You're saying that Don Cheadle <laughs> stole the show? I think John, John uh, Don Cheadle stole the show. Yes, yes, sir. Good deal, good deal. So yeah, you, we you, we went to go see uh, Fast Nine, and <laughs> we're nine movies in, one spinoff. We're getting more of these movies, and I I, I don't know what else these guys can do. Going to the moon, man. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna race. It. They're gonna race on the moon they're next. Gonna, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, <laughs> they're gonna hook up with uh, Elon Musk. Clearly, and they're going to the moon. <laughs> that's that's the only next step. I don't see any other path forward here. I mean, they could go deep into the ocean. I guess would be the only other place they haven't explored, really. But. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Very, very true. So we'll, I guess we'll just definitely have to see there. 
Some of the best stunts, by the way, just, since, since the first one. Just crazy, <laughs> man. Just crazy. And they up the game every time. But yeah, what I really want to talk about is, is a good movie that we went to go see, man. Let's talk about Black Widow for a second. We're oh, not going to yeah. take too much time here. Go see Black Widow in theaters. It's out. It's amazing. It's so good. Javi, what were your quick thoughts, man? Action, man. This whole movie was action. Yeah. And it was good change of pace from everything. I mean, it was hand-to-hand combat. I mean, the only person that really had powers was uh, uh, the Red Guardian, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a super soldier, but everybody else is, you know, with uh, Scarlet Joe and uh, Florence, they're just whipping ass the whole movie. It was fantastic. Guys, I'm just going to say it. We talked about this trailer in season one, middle of season one. I don't know. Go go listen to it. Go find it. You know what we'll do is we'll drop it right here. Speculation. I haven't been on any message boards or anything about this movie because it's been delayed, but I think Taskmaster is going to be played by a female. I think Hmm. so, man. Traditionally, it's a male and the Marvel comics and everything. I don't know. The person in that suit just kind of gives me woman vibes. I told you guys that Taskmaster <laughs> was going to be a female, okay? You just heard the audio, okay? Taskmaster was going to be a female. First people who called it is movie in a pod. You are welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I just, I just felt it. I just felt it. And like, I'm right. Validated. Marvel, if you want us to write for you, you know our email address. You probably don't know our email address, but I can get it to you. Don't worry about it. I'll put it in the Disney DMs. Uh, but along with the action, too, it was a good story as well. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, kept you kept you well, uh, well entertained and kept you just ready for the next scene. The whole movie. A lot of a lot of awesome. You know, I like Marvel movies that are more grounded. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. knows my favorite Marvel movie is. Uh, the Winter Soldier. This is very grounded, and mm. there's a lot of story behind it. So you're not getting wa- ooh and odd and wowed when it comes to all of the the magic and the powers and everything. It's more human driven, and this story rocked out. There. Mm. But let's move forward to literally the strangest, most interesting Disney Plus Marvel show we've watched so far. Loki. Good gosh. Talk to me, man. Kind of a slow burn at the beginning, right? Yeah. First few episodes were real, real long and real story building, but they were also fun. I mean, we saw a lot of different sides of Loki through this one and a lot of different Lokis. That was interesting as well. Oh, yeah. But yeah, big character arc for Loki, it seems like, in these uh, few episodes compared to other movies. You know, this was a Loki that was... Right after the events, one spoiler warning, guys. Sorry, um, right after the events, go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Right after the events of the first Avengers movie, so this is like a 2012 Tom Hiddleston slash Loki, and yeah. he he didn't go through Thor: The Dark World or Ragnarok or um anything with Endgame or anything of that nature. So he's he's a different person. With that being said, he takes a different path. He matures a lot in this. He bounces off of Owen Wilson's Mo- Mobius. That's his name? Mobius. Yeah. Character very, very well. There got some f- funny parts. <laughs> it just got really weird. 
I'm kind of for it. I'm kind of all about it and all about it. Like, you know, comic books, especially the Marvel, they got really weird at times. Like, let's keep the weird coming. Like, that's what's keeping me entertained. I mean, they're witches. Yes. They're witches, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of great scenes. Like, it's a lot of character building and hopefully bringing us into Doctor Strange, right? With the multiverse of madness and all that going on. Oh, talk about so. the way to end a season making that type of decision that's going to put a ripple through everything else in phase four five and probably Every, six everything good i'm excited about it yeah. man i am super excited about it yeah open to so many more movies and i think we have our main villain from this you got to watch it. if you haven't watched loki yet yeah highly recommend if you're a marvel fan if you love this stuff loki is game changing for the marvel cinematic universe didn't know it was going to yeah. happen like this but it, it knocked it out the park yeah, great follow-up to WandaVision and uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier. Let's talk about our trailer that, that, that I sent you, man. Um, how it ends. Kind of a interesting take on the end of the world premise, right? <laughs> yeah, so I didn't quite pick this up. I don't know if you did. Is it saying that the end of the world is coming? Or is it saying that this woman believes it is coming? Oh, from the trailer, what I picked up is the end. Everybody knows that the end of the world is, it's like their last day it, and night. Cause they're kind of joking about it, right? Like how they're going to, how it's going to end and all this stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes. And she says, Oh, you're going to explode like everybody else. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I, I gotcha. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of picked up on that, but I just wasn't sure. Like, is that where it was going or not? Yeah, man, I this is more of a like an indie type film is what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, she's also uh, Zoe Lister. Her name is slipping my mind. I apologize. Um, but she Zoe Zoe Lister Jones Jones Mrs. Jones. Uh, I've seen her in a few things before. She's fabulous. She was actually a new girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So she definitely has some acting chops. Really enjoy her. I think her writing and directing of this movie, once again, it's it's different. It's the end of the world. It's a comedy. It's her trying to find herself on the last day of Earth and make mm -hmm. amends. And I love, like, my favorite thing about this trailer is the say anything vibe with the messed up, beat up boombox and then the ex-boyfriend <laughs> who's trying to make yeah. amends with. And then it's my man Lamorne yeah. uh, Morris, right? <laughs> Like I think this, yeah. this is gonna be an interesting flick, man. It's gonna be a different take There's on nothing coming out of that boombox. <laughs> Definitely trying though, man. Definitely oh, trying. Yeah. So we'll ha we have to add that one to the list. The Tomorrow War came out here in 2021. This movie is directed by Chris McKay, written by Zach Dean. Solo writers' room. It had a budget of two hundred million, um, and I'm not sure what the gross for it is yet because it's streaming, obviously, and that's a hard that's a hard thing to grab. Is that gross for a little while? Oh yeah. Starting in this movie is a pretty solid cast, pretty small uh, main character cast. We got Chris Pratt as James Daniel Forrester, a biology teacher and a former Green Beret. Uh, Yvonne Kurhofsky as Colonel Miri Forrester, his adult daughter. Pierre Armstrong as young Miri Forrester. Uh, J.K. Simmons as 
James Daniel Forrester Sr., that's uh, Dan's dad. Betty Gilpin as Emily Forrester, Dan's wife. Funny Sam Richardson as Charlie. Yeah. Edwin Hodges Dorian. You'll find out he's cancer stricken, so he's just doing these tours over and over just to just to do them at this point. Awesome. All right. So JV, like you so eloquently do each and every week, man. Uh give us a quick synopsis of this movie. Yeah, this one's pretty straightforward, man. Uh we got an alien enemy in the future that needs to be stopped for the sake of humanity. So humans from future come back in time to get help from the current time to fight back against this threat. Good deal. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, right? So we got four, five major topics we want to talk about. We'll start off with the characters themselves. Our leading man, Dan Forrester, right? Ex-military high school science teacher who wants to do more with his life, right? We get introduced to this guy, family man, loves his wife, yeah. loves his daughter. Um, oh, yeah. issues during the holidays. They're watching like a soccer game at this party or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's looking to work at this university and do big things in the science field. He or he automatically comes off. One is Chris Pratt, so like you know, very charismatic, uh, charming, definitely a leader. Um, is what he kind of gives gives off, and just Chris Pratt, man, he just brings that extra yeah. energy to everything that he does. Yeah, we see a few sides to his personality at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like you said, we see him as, you know, so excited, happy to see his daughter and his wife. Then we see the sad side of him uh, when we get into the plot of the movie, because obviously he doesn't get this job he's trying to get. Yeah. So he, so we see him sad. We see him get down. And then we go into the military, uh, Dan Forrester, once we move towards uh, moving into the future and fighting this war. Yeah, this guy's working at the forefront of the resistance against these alien beings. It's like he's riding a bike. His military tactics and yeah. style and everything just kicks right back in. He's his ultimate badass. He's Star-Lord yeah. again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as he uh, gets strapped up and gets all his gear on, he's it's all, it's all back to uh, business at that time. Oh, yeah. So he's an interesting character, and we follow him throughout the entire movie. We watched, actually watched the movie through his eyes. You know, he brings some cool dialogue here um, as a father as a family man he also brings just his funniness of being in the field with the other guys but that leadership quality is really what drives him throughout this entire movie so let's jump over here to james forrester uh his father yeah. A.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's take that big I mean, leap, right? <laughs> everybody's talking about Chris Pratt and him looking good. I mean, J.K. Simmons was jacked. I feel like he, he's, you know, he was so big for the Justice League movie. He got stout for that. He got even more jacked for this one, man. Like, he at least had his pythons out in this movie, bro. Yeah. It was crazy big. <laughs> Um, but he, yeah, uh, he had a nice story arc too through the movie. Yeah, you know, we see him kind of button heads with uh, Dan uh, Junior at the beginning a little bit when they're talking about government stuff, this, that, or the other. And then we see them team up. You know, he's like, "Okay, my son needs some help. Let's go yeah. do this." And then we see him turn into, I guess, the grandpa he knows he needs to be to Mary. Yeah, definitely. So, so that was a pretty cool thing. You know, Dan's father, who's also ex-military, uh, fixes planes now. Yeah. He's 
definitely this. You can definitely see first meeting him. He has this strange relationship with Dan. Longs to know his granddaughter and be in her life, but Dan is like, no, we don't really know at first exactly why. There's a little exposition that that mm-hmm. that plays in there from past stuff with with like Dan's mom and everything. But J.K. is a badass in this in this role, man. Mm-hmm. I, I will say he is he is fun to watch. Definitely a badass. So. Mm-hmm. Muri Forrester. Let's talk about young Muri first. Not much to say here, but I would say just a, a scared little kid who loves her dad. And like he's Superman, smart. right? Smart, dude. Yes, 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 yes. Very I did smart. I did pick up on that. Very smart little girl. But the soul of the movie is Muri, and it's more the adult Muri who is just this badass colonel in this fight, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right graduated mit mm-hmm. um you know science degrees created this timeline plot thing that we uh the jump portal thing that we're going to talk about here in a little bit uh just yeah. all around man a badass military scientist who also sees the frontline action as well definitely not all scared right. to uh shake it up a lot different than nph and that one military movie that slipped my mind right now. What movie was that? Starship Troopers. Yes. NPH oh. was not on the <laughs> battlefield. That's all I'm going to say, you know. <laughs> he came after after they caught the damn bug, right? right? This 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 chick, she was in the field, bro. <laughs> yeah, she went after it. Yeah. <laughs> we got um, Emmy Forrester, Dan's wife. Yeah. Who... We'll find out later. Pretty much fixes the whole movie, but that's beside the point. She really is like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yep. talk about that later in the plot. <laughs> awesome. We got Charlie, man, and I, I will say this is my favorite character. Other than in Muri, this is my favorite character in the movie. This guy is the total opposite of Dan. He has absolutely <laughs> no business. Of being jumped to the future to fight these damn things, right? <laughs> he's just like a nervous comedian the whole time. Like, just because he's nervous, he's just cracking jokes and trying to make fun of the whole situation to make himself feel better. Yeah, I mean. But he's a mess the whole time. <laughs> Have you, like, met those people who are are nervous and they just rant, right? That's how they mm-hmm. get out of their nervousness. That's how they kind of fight their fears. They just rant and rant and rant and don't stop talking. This is Charlie, and he plays it to a T, man. <laughs> you know, he's this dra- drafty with a PhD in Earth and Atmospheric Science, but just the comedy bits are there, and he's using it as a way to hide his fear. Then we had uh, Edwin Hodge as Dorian. At the beginning of the movie, it was kind of off and on, but he ended up being a good good piece of the puzzle Yeah, about halfway through. Talks to Dan about, basically, he's on borrowed time at this point. He's just trying to do as much as he can to help with this situation with aliens. And this guy, he reminds me of Jeremy Renner in the Hurt Locker, where kind of just ha- oh, fantastic flick, yes, Catherine mm-hmm. Catherine Bigelow, um, where he keeps going back out there, yeah, and he keeps going to these tours because he has nothing else. He he's not happy. He's cancer stricken this is it this is how he's going to live the rest of his life fighting these things and if he dies out there he dies out there like that's the mentality this guy has him with that shoddy though let's go <laughs> let's go dude 
He has some oh, badass yeah. scenes with that shoddy, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Movie theaters are back open, and I've been using my Regal Unlimited Pass to see literally everything on the planet. Uh, you know, I walked in there and ready to get my normal order, large popcorn and a large cherry Coke. One of the amazing crew members at the Starlight Cinema here in Charlotte stated they no longer carry Coke products, <laughs> but now only carry Pepsi products. All right, well... Regal, uh, there was one free promotion for you, so uh, just hit us up for the next one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but it, but anyways, uh, just curious about where you're going with the whole Coke-Pepsi situation. I mean, I get it. They now serve Pepsi, but they don't even have wild cherry Pepsi, man. That is literally my That's jam every time I go to the movies. Large popcorn, large cherry-flavored cola. It's just sad, and it's messing up my whole movie-going experience, man. <laughs> Javi, uh, this is really messing with me, man. What What is your go-to at the movie theater concessions? Uh, I stick with the large popcorn and usually go for a root beer. Oh! There's, there's always a root beer. I mean, one brand or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, a box. Don't... I don't want to have the uh, the bag, but a box of Sour Patch Kids if I'm Ooh. feeling adventurous that day. Nice, nice, nice. So, interesting, right? And that's, right. I'm not a real, like, sweets guy at the movie outside of my mm-hmm. Cherry Coke, but I had a buddy in college who would put Reese's Pieces <laughs> and M&M's in his popcorn and go to town. He said it was this, this crazy mix of salt and sweet and chocolate and peanut butter. It's just... It was just entirely too much stuff going on, and I don't share popcorn with people anyway, unless you're my wife. So you know. So you wouldn't you didn't share that large number one combo if I'm ever uh, uh, a little low in my pockets. No, okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and as always, uh, we like to hear from our listeners as well and see uh, what you guys enjoy at the theater. And you can contact us on our socials. Yeah, guys, you can always find us and communicate with us on Facebook at Movie in a Pod, and on Twitter and Instagram at Symbol Movie in a Pod. All right, the plot. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off with your uh, notes on the plot here, Hav? Time travel movie, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, the movie's got to write their own time travel rules. There's been so many throughout history, right? <laughs> yeah. This is basically a, as far as we know, since they're going back and forth, it's one timeline. You fix, you change something in the past, it changes the future. It's basically how the rules work in this one. When I watch a time travel movie, right, movie that has time travel elements, uh, yeah. I always try to figure out what movie that they're biting it from, they're copying it from. Gotcha. Gotcha. This one was different, man. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, like, that's one thing I didn't quite understand. Like, they were going to the future to fight the war, 
but how does that change any damage caused in between the time they left and the time they get there to fight the war? My point exactly, man. That was kind of the loop in that that I didn't understand. Like, because he comes back with this, with the vaccine, or with the, the toxin, excuse me, and he's like, I can't take it back to the future for them to kill these things. Yeah. Well, you got it now, so you could use it to prevent what you know is coming. You know, man, you're you're right. You're right. But now that you're you're saying that they did this, what did, this movie did really well is exposition, right? And it was exhibit mm-hmm. exposition around a lot of action, but they dropped yeah. it in there, so they don't know where these things came from, right? They just started showing up in Russia. There was no downed planes or anything of that nature, right? Right. Also, the, the the temporal jump thing, right? There was basically two bridges or two canoes is what they said, right? And they're positioned and they can't move. And there's really not any more technology to really build any more of these things, right? So, Oh, you're saying there, there's a closed loop between when they jump and when they land. Yeah, I mean, I... There's no change in, change in that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, in a perfect world... Yes, you would want your time machine thingy to be able to go wherever you want to. Yeah. But, you know, they the, the writer, Zach Dean, does a fantastic job of filling all of those holes, actually, man. I got to give it up for this well, guy, actually. Well, I mean, even that being said, even if they can only jump to certain places, the toxin being in the past or in the future is a positive thing. Yes. I would think. I mean, you can arm yourself at least to have a defense for when it starts happening emerges yeah yeah i mean you know it's 30 years from now yeah. right you know the area the russian area so well i mean you know he got back and it was like okay i brought the toxin back but that's it we're done that's yeah the end of it no, <laughs> no more use for it right now i didn't find that part of the plot to make sense to me i, I will say this man it's it's different the whole this yeah. whole time travel loop temporal portal loop thing or whatever they want to call it yeah it's different but it's also kind of shitty okay <laughs> because because like i'm it, it's christmas right it's christmas i'm trying to watch this awesome soccer game yeah and you jump through this portal and say we we have 30 years before we're all extinct like damn now if you yeah. think about this shit for 30 years like you know, that's it. Rest of your life until until it happens. Forget every vacation that I was going to take, you know, like, hey, we're going to get married. Nah, we're good. You know what I mean? Like it, what what matters at that point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's I guess why they kept doing it. <laughs> I guess they were choo- they were choosing people who weren't part of the future as well. Right. Another great point like, on this writing. Yeah. Yeah. Getting people that were going to be deceased some way or another within so many years wasn't it yeah like like five years or something like that that they would send them in the future i can't remember if they said that exactly but that may have been how long dan had or something like that which is either way you know you know which is just a testament to some really good writing where this was actually on i read right before we actually did the pod this is on like Hollywood's blacklist of screenplays to develop and mm-hmm. actually make. Um, but it's so damn well written. I will give it yeah. that for, for the flaws that it has. And we'll talk about those. Um, it definitely was written quite well. 
which which definitely and it works itself movie. out. Yeah, exactly. From start to it, finish, it kind of yeah, it kind of fills itself out. Even though you got you got a plot that you're like, okay, why why would that happen? At yeah. some point, they're like, well, this is why that happened. <laughs> and, and then you know, and then you know. So yeah. So man, this movie like throws a lot at us, right? And not everything mm-hmm. lands. Um, it is a fun ride. Uh, this movie's yeah. taking us long. I I do. I do have to say this. This is for me. This is Back to the Future mixed with Aliens, uh, mixed with Black Hawk Down, with a splash of Call of Duty. Man, this is what this movie is, right? And yeah. that's not saying that he's copying all these great franchises and different stuff. What and all these movies or whatever. What this writer did was just combine what it seems like the best of the best and yeah. put it into this movie and wrap it in this Family Man wants to do great for for himself type thing. I I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it, man. So so two things that I'm going to bring up. One is his wife pretty much figured out the whole situation and then they went to the volcano kid to figure the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> what does he want to talk about class? Volcanoes. What <laughs> <laughs> should get is another you know, why did they talk about this? Why why was this kid that was a volcano expert any relevance at the beginning of the movie? Exactly, right? And, and then it just wraps back around to, to this kid telling him where to go. Everything is literally connected. Even when he yeah. was digging with his daughter. Remember that? Like that it's just like that that little thing right there, it shouldn't be dug it shouldn't be this deep, right? It shouldn't be this shallow, this right. this cord. Uh, you know, those are little foreshadowing little easter eggs that they're dropping that's going to pay off later man this is yeah fantastic there but yes about the wife basically figuring out man you know what the old saying is behind every great man is an amazing woman who knows Mm -hmm. it all and uh that's his wife in this movie where she's like bro like you know everything just go go handle business man (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) All right, so let's talk about a, a new topic uh, th- this season. I kind of want to dive into, man, which talks about more about the budget, but the set pieces, right? Um, yeah, you could definitely tell they used all two hundred million on this flick, right? Not a penny <laughs> yeah. was spared. Um, <clears throat> you know, you have like current time, wherever the hell they're living in the world. I guess California, um, mm-hmm. but really the first real set piece that I enjoyed was that desolate looking savage, beautiful and terrifying Miami. Right. Like <laughs> Miami's this, this gorgeous city and this place just looked desolate and terrifying mm-hmm. and scary, man. And it's just like raining when they get there. Yeah. It's put you in the mood. Like I don't want to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, you know, we have, what is it like? I liked how the beach scenes looked. It looked really dope and just beautiful mm. and, and lush. And I want to be there. But at the same exact time, like, remember when they stopped the Humvee? And they were out there talking and she shoots the mm-hmm. flare or whatever. Didn't we see earlier that those things were running up and down the beach? Like, why would? Yeah. I, I, that's another. <laughs> right, right. Don't worry about it. Thing. <laughs> as soon as they, as soon as they stopped driving, I'm like, why would you? It was a, a beautiful, emotional scene, <laughs> really? and you just, just kind of let that go. I was thinking the same. I'm like, how are they just by themselves? 
There's nothing follow them at all. There was 8 million of those things out there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But like I said, it that was just, beach it is was gorgeous a, though. That beach is gorgeous. It man. was beautiful, but it was just <laughs> nice, a nice, uh, like I said, emotional scene that you don't think about it until like right now, really. Yeah. You know, after the scene's over, you're like, where are all those aliens at? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe they don't like the water or something. But then I'm like, well, they just saw them, like, swimming and stuff just a little while ago. Exactly. Like, a few like, minutes later, these, these bad boys are swimming, right? Um, <laughs> well, they were swimming before that. Oh, that's right. That's right. They were in the water, yeah. When they were in the helicopter, and they were just going through the water and through all the swamp and stuff there, whatever it was. I am not messing with these things, man. Um, no, no. We even got a look into the Queen's Hive, right? Yes. Now that was interesting, right? This is cold, cramped place where you really just don't want to be at all. Yeah, this is basically like a, a rodent situation. Yeah, right. Burrow tunnels connecting other nests and stuff, but it was at the same time it was almost like a little hut too, right? Yeah, like when they looked over the top of them, kind of like an ant hill kind of situation. So they built a little bit of a structure along with their tunneling system. That was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then we jumped over to their base of operations. Not the one in the beginning. That looked kind of boring. I'm talking about the one, you know, the the big water one. world. The water world one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The water world one, right? This place looked uh, futuristic, space age. And, yeah. you know, reminded me out of a base from playing Halo, right? And there it goes mm-hmm. again, like, I'm not talking junk that he's taking all these different elements and things that the writer probably enjoys. He's just putting it in a way that it works within this movie, right? He's seen it before, heard it before, enjoyed it and kind of put it into this goulash of, of this movie and just makes it work, man. This base is fantastic, kind of tucked away in the middle of the ocean. You think nobody can get to you, but you think wrong, player, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a split second, that place was covered. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Like, Yeah, you're like, they're in the water now. Now they're climbing over the walls with no problem whatsoever. That's when they were going after their queen. So, yeah. Correct. Yeah, they didn't care about nothing <clears throat> at that point. You know, and then the last thing, the last set piece kind of want to talk about is uh, the snow, uh, Antarctica, mm-hmm. right? Where were they at? They were not in Antarctica. Uh... They were like in frosty somewhere. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't write down what the location was. <clears throat> but it was cold. Yes. A lot of snow. A lot mountains. of snow. Mountains. And they get into this cavern where they find the alien ship, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks like whoever was haul- hauling this uh, this cargo, it was like it was two steps of aliens. It was like the aliens who were on the ship and piloting the ship. And then the alien creatures that we see, the uh, white spikes. Wild, man. Yeah. Very wild concept. So... We don't really find out what they're here for or why they're here, how they or why they ended up here, but that's what it seems like, right? Like it's some sort of uh extermination rodent situation, you know, send something in, it multiplies and takes over. It's world killers, basically. Yeah. I do not like that, bro. I do not up, I do yeah. not like 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 that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm mm. Well, 
Let's go to something a little different here. Let's talk briefly about the music, the score. Mm -hmm. Uh, The score, something new we're going to talk about this season as well, team. Me and Javi, both big music fans as well. And the music is a big part of each and every film. Yeah. Uh this this movie is no different, right? This music is intense. The 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 score, it definitely has a halo vibe to it where there's crazy tension bursting through every single scene. But then there's though that music, that score that's really heartfelt as well when yeah. there's there's Dan and and Miri having a scene or um you know, there's tension between Dan and, and, and his dad. Uh you can definitely see how they use the the score in every single scene, but I will say it's even better when the, the there's no sound. It's just like them fighting these things mm-hmm. and there's no music. That hallway scene getting introduced to these white spikes. So much tension, bro. So much tension there. Very good job of staying as background score music not too much in your face like you're watching the movie and you know you're listening to them talk yeah. or listen to whatever's going on and it's just there to keep the mood going not to take away from the scene you know and that calls for a very good score where you're not using it as filler right you're using it adjacent mm-hmm. to the great uh writing the great acting um the great set pieces and everything you're using it to just be mixed in with everything not just the overpower because you have nothing there so we're just going to throw music you know what i mean which a lot of movies tend to do because they're kind of lost sometimes it works that way i think it all depends on the movie itself and this and you think going in yeah this movie is going to be score heavy where there's just going to be shooting and there's going to be action there's going to be fighting and they're just going to have this badass score in the background when really they let the sound effects team you know get higher on that on that scale than you know the 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 score they turned the score down up the dialogue and the fx man and and really brought it which was fun and kept you engaged in in this movie yeah and you brought up that you know getting a little away from the music we really talk about too much was just these alien visual effects in general oh gosh as well you know not to not to veer off our our path but when they look up in that stairwell and they see those aliens up at the top, like with their flashlights and stuff, dude, that was, that was intense. I mean, that was, you, it puts some you of the right most there. realistic. Yes. The most realistic <laughs> things I've seen <laughs> that particular moment. It kind of dies down a little bit once they're kind of in the open, but <laughs> that, that initial scene right there was amazing. Right. That's probably one of the best times and it's called like the introduction, right? Alien did it did yeah. it well. Um uh, Predator did it well. Uh but this is probably right up there with those two where it Yeah. It introduces the villain, the monster, the alien to you to you and you're just scared. They use those visual effects of twenty twenty one. Yeah very classically yes 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 good good word not not too over the top to where it looks like a cartoon or it looks like you know you can tell what it is it looked almost practical you know you know it's not definitely good deal man so all right so let's 
our our last theme here, right? Our, our last thing we'll talk about is the themes. So for this movie, and I did send this to you earlier. I said don't use it, but I'm going to use it now, Javi. So <laughs> I mean, it was yours. I'm not going to take it from you. Go ahead. You know, um, you know. Once again, Dan Forrest is the front and center of this movie. The theme is what the storytellers are really trying to tell. You can say, you know, prepare for the future. Uh, mm-hmm. You can say, be your best person, right? You can talk about climate change, right? You can talk about so many different things. And this movie throws a lot at us, like I said earlier. So I would say it's about knowing you can amount to more. Mm-hmm. Don't let your past, whatever happens in your past with your family or friends or your job, really define you. And really the biggest thing is you want to make amends with the people close to you as well because those are the ones who are always going to have your back no matter what want to be in your life i think this movie once again they threw a lot of stuff at us and it's easy really to pick up um but like what you really take home is is kind of the important part All right, JV, so that is The Tomorrow War, man. We talked about it, uh, brought it home a little bit. What did you think, man? How many popcorns, boxes, bags, buckets of popcorn you get this thing? I'm a little <laughs> rusty right now, so just bear with me, but buckets of popcorn. <laughs> How many buckets of popcorn do you give it, man? I'm going to give this one a, a three out of five bucket. Okay, talk to me. Pretty solid movie, re- rewatchability. Story was good. Characters were good. The aliens, the fight scenes, everything was fun. Wasn't nothing new or extravagant, you know, that we haven't seen before. But still has rewatchability. Good deal, man. Good deal. What about you, man? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give this four buckets of popcorn, man. Okay. One, Dan Forrester, Chris Pratt. And and Charlie's character, man, I I like you know me. I'm a big sucker for like buddy cop movies. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't exactly <laughs> that, but the way these two bounce off each other was very fun, right? And yeah. Charlie's character was just really awesome the entire time, and and Dan was just a heartbeat. So this was emotional, man. This had emotional mm-hmm. grasp to it. It was action packed. The story of an every man who who thinks his life is going nowhere it turns out to be a hero that is called to save the world you know when his daughter's like this is the game this was the plan over us while your ass is here right like he has a purpose now Mm -hmm. not just to be some some university bigwig scientist or whatever he actually has a purpose to save the world and that's just huge man i'll probably watch this like once or twice more man this is a fun movie Mm -hmm. jk sims with with those pythons man come on Mm -hmm. No kidding. Jeez, I need to get a poster. I'm going to poster up when I'm working out so I can use that for my motivation. I get swole like J.K. Simmons. There you go. Anything. All right, team. Before we wrap up for the week, we wanted to let you know how we'll be picking movies and how you can help for season two. We are picking an actor from the movie of the week and watching a movie of theirs. And you can help select the movie and get a shout-out if your movie is picked. So choose an actor from our next movie and send us a message about it. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through the Tomorrow War. Next week, we'll be discussing the 2001 flick, The Mexican. That is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 
I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.